to Donna Martin Graduates for the love of 90210, the podcast from a room at the Olage Hotel, down the street from the Bellage Hotel, in a seedier part of Beverly Hills. And they don't offer room service here. You definitely don't want to take a black light to those sheets. Yuck. One of your hosts, Andrea, not Andrea. And I am Kelly. Still not smelly? No. Well, no, I just took a shower, so I'm good. All right. This is the episode two. We achieved episode two. I apologize for the not great quality for episode one, but bear with me. I'm getting there. I also have a few apologies for last episode. The first thing I want to apologize is to the five or six people that listened for smacking my lips constantly. Apparently, I thought this was an ASMR podcast, which it's not. So, And the second person, or yes, person I would like to apologize, is my husband, who did not appreciate my association with uh, him and David uh, living rent-free. So I apologize. We've been together for 18 years, so clearly uh, I am not too bitter about anything. And then my last apology is to my liver for last night because it's filtering out a lot of alcohol right now. So I apologize for uh, not being my normal self. Aw, poor liver. It'll be all right. My liver understands that I'm 43, but apparently my brain does not. It still thinks it's 21. I can't hang like that no more. Well, obviously neither can I. We're going to discuss who we think we are in the series. Oh, What character we think we are. So I will go first. Okay, you go first. Because you guys are all dying to know this. I would say that I probably most associate with David Silver. (laughs) Uh, Because he was... you're a dork? uh, I'm a dork. I was a dork, yes. And I was kind of always on the... uh, the outside ring of the the popular crowd and i kind of worked my way in there with my love of hip-hop music and sick dance moves and if there's somebody who i graduated with that was actually in the popular crowd and is thinking i don't know who that is right now stop ruining my buzz okay (laughs) i'm going to say that i thought that i was um probably most like dylan but mostly due to his dysfunctional family dynamic and it always kind of made me feel good that even the pretty people had problems i was always were you a bit of a loner i was kind of a loner i wasn't mad bad and dangerous mad bad and dangerous to know there was nothing dangerous about me but i just always felt like i like i felt like i related to a lot of his problems more than say brenda or kelly and there you have it All of those things you were dying to know. Here we are, episode two of Donna Martin Graduates. You'll find that we're going to pick right up where we left off. I think where we last left our characters, Brenda ordered a banana daiquiri. And it looked delicious. Did you have a banana daiquiri last night? No, I had a green martini of some sort and then... I had something called the Omar Special, which I don't actually know what it was. It was just special? It was the bartender's concoction because we were at a brewery and I do not like beer. So I said, can I have something sweet? And that is what he gave us. And when we asked what was in it, he just winked at us. So I'm not sure what uh, that means. (laughs) Just a little bit of everything. Yeah, I guess. 
So this episode is a continuation of the pilot. Hulu calls it pilot part two, but I think it was originally uh, the class of Beverly Hills. It aired on October 4th, 1990. Correct. I affectionately refer to it as, oh, Kelly, honey, what are you wearing? I feel like this first season, we have a lot of those moments. I think the first episode especially, I think they let her become the fashionista once we started getting into the, you know, Met Dylan and things like that. Because she definitely changes her appearance, which is good. But right. this episode, we still have a lot of polka dots and neon. Yes. And we're going to start off the episode with a motorcycle cruising down the road. You know, making you think that, you know, somebody's tough and bad and... But we find it's just Brandon and his girlfriend of the episode we're picking back up. So Marianne Moore is still his his girl of choice right now. And they're just going to keep... They go around and around. Finally, she asks him if he wants to drive. He says, you know, he's not sure, but then ends up going. They cruise around California on the motorcycle for a smidge and then end up back at... Marianne's house and chill in the hot tub. Well, I think you're skipping the most important part. Oh. And that is the helmets that they wear. Oh, yes. I mean, I'm a safety gal, but those helmets were enormous on their heads. Although not big enough so that we did not see Brandon's little baby mullet hanging out the back. But yes, yes, yes. Those helmets were so large that I was afraid if they got off the motorcycle, which... I don't think it was actually a motorcycle. It was more like a crotch rocket. So we're giving them far too much credit. You're right. But I was afraid if they stood up, they would like topple over. Just <laughs> fed, you know, just head first right into the ground because those things were so large. Yes. Yes, you're correct. We meet back up with them in the hot tub. They're drinking either sparkling cider or champagne. I'm sure it's probably champagne. It was supposed to be champagne. Yes. I'm sure. So they're going to hang out at the hot tub. They're getting to know each other. That's an air quote. You know, I think you are to assume that something happens, but, you know, they're just teenagers. I think it, so they kind of go back and forth. They're making out a little hot and heavy. Yes. And then Marianne just all of a sudden blurts out, let's take off all of our clothes. Brandon, being Brandon, stops her. And says, whoa, whoa, you're moving too fast. I'm Canadian. And, you know, he's obviously a consummate feminist because he tells her, I feel like our roles are reversed. You know, I should be the one that's being aggressive and making the move. And you should know to hold out a little bit. And, you know, as a feminist, I'm very proud of Marianne for owning her sexuality and just being like, hey, let's get to this. You know, mama's got to get some too. but. Uh, I'm also a parent, and she's 16. I agree with Brandon when I'm like, slow it down, lady. Slow your roll, Turbo. Despite what you may read on the internet, the hot tub does not prevent you from getting pregnant. Yes. That was Quinn's excuse on Glee. That's how how she got pregnant. Uh, Marianne swam through the hot tub waters. Yes, Marianne then discloses, you know, that her dad manages rock bands and that her mom was a groupie and that, you know, they probably think Marianne is a prude. You know, it was the early 90s. It was a different time. Mm. I'm sure that, you know, this conversation was probably not. It was fine then, but it's definitely tone deaf uh, in this day and age. Right. 
And she continues talking. She talks about the dichotomy of her reputation. She's a party girl. You know, if she goes out all the time, she's a party girl. If she stays home, then she's stuck up. And uh, Brandon says that you know he's sure sometime in the future he's going to kick himself for turning her down. And she says, oh, but I won't let you, you know, insinuating she's going to be there in the future. Correct. And, and I bet she will. I, I really think these guys have a, a good shot at making it last yes. long term. Yes. We are going to now catch up with the other Walsh twin, uh, Brenda, who, as you recall in our previous episode, she met uh, Mr. Cool Rider, Jason. Jason. And he is a lawyer. Liar. 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 <laughs> um, his apartment <laughs> is very, I'm sure for the 90s, very trendy. Spencer Gifts, you know, probably spared no expense for that sponsorship. Yes, he had a, a telephone that had a neon light, a base, and had he had one, one of, those. of those. Oh, I did too, but I was also a 16-year-old girl. That's true. Not a 24-year-old liar. <laughs> uh, and if you don't get what I'm saying, that's because that is how Brenda pronounces it, and I'm still trying to figure out what accent that is that she is is supposed to be using, because it's definitely not Midwestern. No. Yeah, he's got the light-up phone. He also has the water wall. You know, like the one that Joey had when he moved into his own apartment on Friends. And after all, it's my water wall. Oh, I'm sure we're going to get sued for that. <laughs> so It was less than 15 seconds. Oh, okay, perfect. So they're making out, and Brenda tells him <laughs> that she needs to get home because she's got a very strict house mother. And they have a midnight curfew there at their sorority in college, because I'm sure those are all accurate things. Well, technically, she didn't lie. I mean, she does have a mother at a house who will be upset if she's late. Good point. If only Jason were as understanding as you are, Andrea. I know, right? Um, he lets her know that he lives right by campus, and he can get her home pretty quick, and then gives her the wink. Oh, good God. <laughs> to be fair, though, that is how I used to try to pick up dudes. I would wink and finger gun. Oh, that's right. The yes. Finger guns. Yes. Very effective, by the way, on 22-year-old men. But if Brenda really lived on campus, wouldn't uh, she know that his apartment isn't far from it? You would think. One would think. But, a cl you know, clearly he's a, like, a contract lawyer or something like that. Not something you have to be super smart to be. Yeah. Gotcha. They continue to make out. He starts to take her dress off. She stops him and is like, hey what are you doing and he's like I'm she taking... became a man <laughs> what happened to bar brenda in that scene <laughs> her, her voice dropped <laughs> i don't went through puberty i'm all of a sudden i don't know um he replies though that he's taking her clothes off and she stops him again and tells him that she's not ready and he tells her that he doesn't want to rush her but you know he did try taking her clothes off on the first date, though, so, right, so I'm not sure how much validity there is to that statement. Props to the writers that they did acknowledge that and that they gave the character, you know, the backbone to at least say he was going to wait for yes. her. Jason drives Brenda to the campus and she asks him to drop her off at the sorority house. Just a random one right next to a church. Of course. Because that's a that's a thing. That's realistic. She also lets him know that that she doesn't have a phone, so he can't call her. Don't call me. I'll call you. Having not really gone away to college, I wouldn't know about the phone thing, but 
living at home when I was in college, I had a phone. I also lived at home during college, so we're probably not the right duo to answer that question. But let us know if 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 you lived on campus yeah. or in a sorority and if you had a phone. If you had a phone, if nothing, you would think they had like or one phone in the house for like all of them to share. Like son-in-law had the payphone in the hallway, right? Maybe that's the normal. Phone. Black Black Christmas, they had one. Yeah, yeah. I like our references. How different they are. <laughs> They just had they just had the one phone at the base of the stairs. Oh. So and that was in a sorority house. Okay. Yeah, so there must be a phone somewhere. And in a slick move, he gives her his business card and then, you know, <laughs> drives off with his arm hanging out the window because he's that guy. Of course. Mr. Cool Rider. From there, Brenda calls a cab who drops her off at home just as Brandon's also getting home funny meeting you here well and he demands to know why she's out so late but then she asks him the same thing so neither one of them actually answers the question but they do agree not to tell cindy uh the relationship i hope to have with my kids that you know they hide all sorts of stuff from me uh but the funny thing is they open the door and then brandon pretty much falls through the doorway and is so loud that I'm not sure he's ever actually snuck in past curfew. Yeah, that was my guess. I don't think you've ever done this before. Yeah. It's your first time. (laughs) No, that's the next episode. Or no, two episodes. So So the next morning, Brenda's having trouble sleeping. So she calls her friend Kelly at 6 a.m. to fill her in on what happened the night before. And pronounces lawyer weirdly again. (laughs) I just can't let that go. No. Uh, She says she had a really great night. And Kelly assumes that that meant that they slept together. Clearly, this is something I need to watch out for when my children come home from dates. If they say they had a great night, that's a euphemism, apparently. Uh, so yes. I just automatically assume that they have slept with their dates. Yes. Uh, and the funny thing is, this at this point, we meet Jackie Taylor, who's not actually Jackie Taylor. It's imposter Jackie Taylor. It is imposter Jackie. I'm thinking even Jackie in her coked out moments was better than this particular jackie she comes you know rushing into the room wanting to know what sort of monster calls the house at 6 a.m because they woke up bob. they woke up bob and kelly says good someone should and i'm wondering does that mean she wants him to be like woke like 2019 woke Probably. or just stop sleeping and get the and get your get your life together you can say get the hell out it's oh fine. i was gonna say i was gonna say get the hell out but then i tried to remember this is family friendly <laughs> Uh, Jackie also talks about being mature, mature Mature. individuals. She assumed that Kelly was mature. And I think this is, you know, supposed to lend some depth to Kelly and let us know exactly why she has some of the issues that she has, because she's got an absentee parent or one that freaks out when the phone rings at 6 a.m. In their relationship too, you know, she, she tries to be, you know, understanding because I think she's going for that. I'm not just your mom. I'm your friend. Obviously, we'll get to more. We'll get to more Jackie Taylor in yes. future episodes. We uh, give Kelly obviously extra time with waking up at six a.m. Mm-hmm. to choose a stellar outfit for the day. Yes, which includes a blazer <laughs> with a pink T-shirt, and it's a green blazer. Oh, so that's yes, important. Sorry. Green blazer with a pink T-shirt and an orange vest. Vests. See, they make an appearance. Uh, This is what she's wearing when she uh, heckles Steve about his car business. You know, in the previous episode, uh, David let it roll down the 
monstrous driveway and roll right into, into another a car, parked yeah. car. She also lets him know that she saw the freshman dork who drove him home that night. Obviously, Kelly was dressed, you know, how she was dressed for the first day of school and how she was dressed now today at school. But at Marianne's party, she was kind of just like, that, to me, it was all, it's all backwards. She should wear those things going out and what she wore to the party as a school outfit. Oh, well, to be fair, Brenda also, she, that very first day, she, she picked out that pink sailor dress and that was what she had on initially yes and then she took that off and put on her uh sweater set and her jeans yes but she did wear the pink dress with some white biking shorts underneath it to the party as well so clearly they have a different version of dressing up for a party although i will say her going out outfits were were pretty stellar she wore that black sequin dress to the club that night when she met jason so she did but I felt like she was really snazzily dressed in that. And, like, I didn't feel like everyone else was as... No. Brenda and Kelly definitely did not dress the same way that... Or Kelly and Donna did not dress right. the same way that Brenda did to get into right. that club. Maybe that's why they didn't get into the club. Who that's knows? true. But we'll see that that's not the case for everyone from the Midwest when they're going to a club. Yes. Uh, in future episodes when yes. Brandon's girlfriend makes an appearance. Yes. Kelly and Brenda venture into science class with uh, Billy Madison's principal, listening to classical music while rubbing a bust of Mozart. Uh, not quite sure why feeling up Mozart is part of science class, but... Uh, or why it's part of teaching. That's true, too. It's a little awkward when you spend your day around teenagers. Uh, Brenda confesses to Kelly that she hasn't studied at all. Then I think, is this where they get a pop quiz because they show up in the class late? Yes. Okay. Yep. So pop quiz, hot shot. There's. Well, obviously talking about the fact that she hasn't studied. Yes. I'm thinking that's probably going to be important for for later on in this episode. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Next is Steve and Brandon in Spanish class where Brandon receives a dozen roses from Marianne. And I'm not sure if this is the norm for Marianne when she has a conquest and that's why people assume what they assume or if she normally doesn't uh, gift her suitors that way. And so that's why people think that something happened. But Steve remarks that Brandon must have been really good the night before and Andrea is pissed. So I'm assuming she must think the same thing. Correct. I never sent a man flowers in high school. I don't think, I don't think I ever sent any any guy flowers. I did send a candy bouquet to one once, though. That sounds delicious. Yes, we did do the flowers though around holidays, like in Mean Girls. Oh yes, we did get the flowers, and none for Gretchen Wieners. No, <laughs> <laughs> you go, Glen Coco. Yes. Inside of the office of the Blaze, we find Andrea giving directions. So we know that she is in charge. She instructs two students, uh, this one first, then this one. She's made her changes, and then she commends them and tells them it looks great. Okay, Andrea, we get it. It It looks looks great great because you fixed it. Exactly. She is the best at what she does. Uh, Then Brandon comes in, and she just tells Brandon she doesn't really see him and Marianne together because he's bright and down to earth, and Marianne is stupid and rich. So... Way to support other women, Andrea. Uh, Andrea, geez, I'm getting to be Brandon here. 
But, you know, to be fair, high school, it's a bitch. And that's what girls, that's just how girls treated each other back then. Uh, And Brandon, the dutiful boyfriend, obviously defends Marianne, saying that she has a certain image she has to maintain, but that's not really who she is. And this, I'm not sure what exactly happened after we left him in the hot tub, because she literally told him to take his clothes off. So I'm not sure where he's getting this impression from. Uh, Next, we find Brenda, Kelly, Donna, and some other girl who also likes pink and orange are standing around a payphone. Hmm. The 90s. What did we ever do before that? Mm. Um, They're listening to Jason's voicemail before hanging up. And obviously, this was before caller ID because that never would have happened. Correct. Or Star Star 69. (laughs) Oh, Star 67. They blocked it. (laughs) Sometime during the day, Steve has found time to uh, print out some very colorful flyers looking for the dork who wrecked his car. And I think maybe Steve should have focused on his schoolwork and not flyers and yeah. i mean did he go to a kinko's did he just leave cat and campus and go to office max or where exactly did he get all of these flyers from i just don't understand it probably bribe somebody in the office you know mrs teasley mrs teasley <laughs> no mrs teasley can't be bribed no we're getting a little head for ourselves but if he would have maybe stayed in class he wouldn't have had to steal the legacy key well, did you also notice how aggressive he is about passing out the flyers? Take like the, the damn flyer. Like the one guy walked by and, just, you know, he did what you normally do when somebody's handing out flyers. Yeah. And yeah. he ignored him and he, like, follows the guy and shoves it at him. Right. So. Finally, we see David. He makes his first appearance in uh, the pilot number two here. And he's got a bowler hat and sunglasses because that really says, don't look at me. It's his disguise. It is. I mean, it's a disguise, but I feel it makes him stand out more. Well, it's kind of like when uh, Christopher Reeves, and I'm dating myself because that's who I associate with Superman. Yes. When he puts on the glasses and everybody thinks that he's just Clark Kent instead of Superman. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not sure. But yes, I also refer to uh, Christopher Reeves as Superman. He's the only Superman that matters. That is true. Scott then reminds David uh, that he still has his favorite Lakers hat. You know, the one with his name sewed in it. Nerd. I mean, come on. His mommy. First your underwear underwear and now your hat. Um, David admits that he left it in Steve's car, which means... Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So next, Brandon uh, is approached by some guys, random guys, in what appears to be gym class. And we are given the impression that it's gym class because they all have their West Beverly... High sweatshirts on, uh, and Brandon is drenched with sweat, while literally no one else in class is. So I'm not sure if that just means that Brandon's really out of shape, or if he is the only one trying. But these guys approach him, want to know exactly what happened on his date with Marianne. Uh, the one guy says he must have given her something special, and Brandon says that he did things with her that no other man could handle. Uh, and then he just left it at that. So the random dudes obviously assume that they slept together and start spreading that rumor like mono. And I mean, pretty much by the time he got to take a drink at the drinking fountain, it had already spread like wildfire. And that is how rumors get started. Just ask. What's that band's name? Oh, Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac, yes. Cut out the part where I didn't know what the name of the band was and just... Go right I to Fleetwood Mac. I was, I was going to go with the um, that band Club Nouveau. They had a song called Rumors, too. 
I think Lindsay Lohan also had a song called Rumors. She did. She did. Her one and only song. So school next day, Brenda tells Brandon that she heard about him and Marianne and she is just surprised. So she's surprised by his actions yes. because they are both virgins. Yes. Um, they both have a weird incestuous relationship with each other. Yes, she's just surprised. At and him. she's surprised that he would sleep with somebody, especially somebody like Mary. Right. So they get to school and, you know, that radio what thing, what thing they get. They have that radio thing going on at West Beverly. And Brandon is named wild thing of the week. I'm not sure though, why the announcements at West Beverly are, a thing like a thing and why they are the thing that they're the thing of why aren't they saying you know hey the german club is going to have wiener schnitzel in the cafeteria mm. after school today no it's, you said wiener <laughs> it's about you know somebody's hooking up with who and who well they talk about the party too and drinking and how steve was hung over so Clearly, these are not the brightest of people doing these announcements because and, they're just selling everybody out. And you also brought up last week, who is this radio program's sponsor? Who is yeah. their teacher sponsor? Why aren't they not doing their job? Brandon gets, although Brandon gets a little angry at Brenda, he seems to like the attention as he's walking through the hall, almost as much as he likes his denim coat with leather collars. Hmm. He sees Marianne at the end of the hallway who is obviously a little honked off at him. She lays into him about the rumors, and he refuses to take the blame. He blames everybody else. Mm -hmm. And she tells him that she can't trust anyone, not even her parents. And she talks about that a lot with her parents, and I feel like that is so symptomatic of all of her issues. And maybe not the appropriate time to bring up your parents when you're talking to your boyfriend about rumors about sex. So Yes, I agree. Uh, next, we are in Spanish class again. And Steve congratulates Brandon. And then Andrea yells at him, telling him that she expected more from him. And there were more ways to get popular other than advertising your sexual conquests. And I feel like she, and she does this in quite a few episodes. And I'm only like six episodes in where she talks about how she expected so much more from Brandon. And that he's disappointed her. And he just keeps disappointing her. And she still keeps expecting all of this from him. So maybe it's not him. Maybe it's her. <laughs> uh, we find David and Scott, who apparently are always ready for a car break-in <laughs> with, with their jimmy stick. They go to Steve's car so they can break in and retrieve Scott's hat that David left in the car. Um, suddenly the car triggers an alarm and then triggers a, to Steve's beeper and steve is very excited about the alarm going off and i also feel like that's a made-up thing it i it, it's beverly hills i just had i just had people beeping me like i mean i don't even know why i had a beeper i don't either um i had inappropriate music at the beginning and that's what people called and listened to before they left me a message but really it was just like so one dude could get a hold of me i paid all that money every month and i mean it was awesome because it was clear and you could see the insides of it, kind of like my phone. But Mine was teal. Teal clear beeper. Nice. Yeah. And it played Spiderwebs. Mine played Tell Me by Drew Hill. <laughs> uh, listen to it and you'll see what I talk about inappropriate. So. Uh, so Steve catches both David and Scott as car. First he's hammering on Scott about, you know, breaking in. And David finally admits that it was him. And that Steve was drunk and he had never driven a stick shift. He does offer to pay for the damages. Steve also tells him that he has insurance and he calls David a dork. 
I feel like the writers maybe had great childhoods and were never insulted as kids because like the last scene, Andrea's insult was that probably couldn't even that. What's that guy's name? Brandon. (laughs) Good God. (laughs) Two episodes in, I'm already forgetting all the characters that Brandon probably can't even write a good lead. That was her insult to Brandon. Right. And then everybody just refers to David as a dork. And those are their, their insults. So I feel like, I mean, I grew up with older sisters. I can give you a, you know, a litany of horrible, gut-wrenching insults that I probably should have gone to therapy for. None of these were on the list. I was the older sibling, so I guess I'd so have to ask my brothers. So you were the horrible person. Yeah. Sorry, Justin. Ooh, Justin. Brenda is getting ready for another date with Jason when Brandon comes in and tells her he feels like it's all his fault this rumor got started. Um, It is your fault. Yeah. You were nonspecific and you left it to people's imagination. Well, and who says I did things with her that other guys can't handle? You could have said we made out a little bit and then I told her that she was a loose woman with loose morals. So... We had conversation. Guys can't handle conversation. Yeah, they can't. Uh, Brenda says she's really glad to hear it. Uh, You know, that what? Your brother is begrudgingly taking responsibility for something that he's completely responsible for. Uh, But then he starts talking to Brenda about her relationship with Jason, who I think they've been on one date at this point. Correct. Uh, And she says that the relationship, she thinks the relationship is serious. Is that because he gave her a business card? (laughs) It could be. I never thought of that, but that's because guys never gave me business cards. So I never had a guy give me a business card. But, you know, it's Tuesday night and finally someone is asking Brenda about going out on a school night. We have another appearance of Papa Walsh. Walsh. Jim Walsh. Thanks for showing up. I think that's sentiment that kind of echoes throughout the whole series yeah thanks for showing up and ruining the party papa walsh (laughs) uh being the voice of reason brenda then has to lie and says that she's going to mcdonald's and he said i don't think i've ever seen a mcdonald's since we've even been here and i mean not to mention that she's pretty overdressed yeah for mcdonald's i mean granted i did have a first date at mcdonald's it was after a movie and but all we had was french fries and i thought it was sweet but i was not like but he didn't give you a business card he did not this is true that's i knew it wasn't going anywhere yep uh so brenda and jason are on a double date with some of jason's friends and they're curious as to what she's majoring in and she pulls out astronomy i mean like seriously of all of the garbage majors out there that's the one that you immediately comes to your mind like math and science and all sorts of stuff I majored in political science, and I can tell you, you can just make up all sorts of bullcrap with that, and you can't really find a job. So I do feel great. like, though, astronomy, I feel like that was kind of a very late 80s, 90s major in, like, back to school with Rodney Dangerfield. Like, they were all about, oh, I was hoping to get into astronomy. I feel like that was the time, at that time, it was very, very ap- apropos to do astronomy. Well, fair enough. 
And Jason's friend asks Brenda, what exactly is a black hole? And, and her answer is freaking genius. It is. Uh, she says that without having a full grasp of fourth dimensional yeah. quantum physics or something to that point, yeah. that there's no reason for her to even try to explain it. Uh, so she'll just say that it's a hole that's black. I mean, it's that, that's a genius answer. At the end of the date with Jason, they're making out in front of her fake sorority house. And he tells her that they're going out on Friday and she should plan on spending the night. Well, obviously, it's their third date. We all know what happens on the third date. Because he winked at her again. Yes, he did. He likes to wink a lot. He but he doesn't do finger guns, so I feel like he was really missing an opportunity there. You know, finger guns is a way to everybody's heart. Um, Brandon, the next day, at, yeah, because it was Tuesday, so now it's Wednesday. Brandon goes into school uh, the next day and goes to onto the radio to announce to everyone that he and Marianne did not sleep together. He's hoping that his humiliation uh, will elicit forgiveness with Marianne. It, that's, that makes me think of 10 things I hate about you that, oh, you know, yes. he put himself out there and embarrassed himself so that she would feel better. So good on him. We pick up with Brenda and Kelly, who's discussing Brenda's date on Friday. Kelly says that Brenda has to tell Jason the truth because if he really loves her, it's still a third date, people. It won't matter that she's 16. And to be fair, Kelly does actually have some good points. Although the fact that she, they're talking about Brenda being in love with him uh, is just crazy after that amount of time. But, you know, being honest with him, letting him know uh, the truth and that if he did love her, that it wouldn't matter. Um, those are all very non, well, non-season one Kelly things to say. Correct. So we pick up in science class and they get their quizzes back and Brenda has failed. And so did Kelly, but that's to be expected because she copied off her paper. And because of Brenda's previous academic record, she's required to go see the principal. Okay. So I'm going to interject here because this is bullshit. <laughs> so Kelly's failing and failing and it's just expected of her. She doesn't have to go down to the principal because Brenda was doing well and all of a sudden is, is not doing well. Then she's got to go talk to the principal. Brenda is taking a small page out of Kelly's book <laughs> with the outfit that she is wearing. Yes. Um, because when she's in the principal's office, she you will notice that she has on a blue blazer, blazer, <laughs> a yellow t-shirt and tights and a checkerboard skirt. So obviously she's been Kelly tailored. She has. I feel like we should make that a verb. Uh, Brenda pleads with the principal. She promises to do better. And, you know, and Brenda thinks, okay, cool. Everything's going to be fine until he gives her something for her parents to sign. What kind of school is this? I mean, granted, I know she's not academically doing all that great, but we've only seen her in one class. It's West Beverly High. They have a strong academic program. But we he still, told them that last episode. But we still have only seen her in a class. And, I mean, she could be doing straight A's and all the other ones. Is that Does that really warrant your parents signing something? You said warrant, and all I can think about is the band. <laughs> uh, I mean, to be fair, though, if that were yours now as a parent, I look at that, and I think it's great that they're noticing that she's failing Yes. And that somebody's taking an interest in her and making yes. sure that somebody is aware of, of what's happening with her. Yes. And the principal even says, 
obviously I can tell something's going on with you and I want to make sure that someone knows about it and can help you. So AKA let me write you out to your parents. <laughs> it's, I think it's weird thinking about how I felt about this situation or any of these situations as a 14, 15, 16 year old and how I feel about them now as a parent with a almost 14 year old. It's, yes. it's, uh, it, it's a little, uh, my view, my vantage point is different, I think. So, yes. and, and from the parenting standpoint, I mean, I have an app on my phone that I get notifications every time my child turns in something and it, they grade it and it keeps me apprised to the situation. And I mean, I'm on that thing all the time. And that's and, the way it should be. And, you know, obviously they didn't have that, uh, those programs available back then. That's so. True. And he, you know, I feel like because he was a good educator, that's why we don't ever see him again <laughs> after this episode. He is gone. He had to go to some other school. In- he went to Beverly High. Yeah, he went to Beverly High. He just couldn't handle those Walsh twins. So we uh, meet up with Brandon, who does manage to track Marianne down in the hall and asks if she heard his confession on the radio. Uh, he tells her, you know, he never meant to hurt her. And she says she never meant to let him get close. And seriously, you're 16. I mean, you are way too young to have this this much angst about <laughs> allowing people to get close to you. You've got to be at least like 22 and dating adults. So whatever. She's very mature for her age. She is. That's why she's always wearing those baby doll dresses. And velour baby doll dresses. <laughs> uh, Brandon does ask her out on another date. And she tells him no, that she is uh, going to spend some time with herself. And he seems to be fine about it. Uh, and he decides that his mission now is to track down Andrea to see if she heard him on the radio and realizes what a noble person he actually is. And not just, you know, some slacker who, you know, can't write a good story. A good lead. Yes. Can't write a good lead to save his life. You know, he wants her to know what a great guy he is. So he does what all great guys do and he follows her out of school. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he sees her getting on her bus yes, uh, with, it looks like a group of domestic workers all headed home for the day. He's practicing Spanish. Yeah, she sits back in the back of the bus and practices Spanish with native Sp- Spanish speakers. So she's kind of cheating a little bit. But um, And my thing is, has nobody else noticed this for the last three years at West Beverly? Like she's getting on the bus or is she that unseen at school that nobody cares that she rides the bus stealthy ninja the bus stop is right across the street from the school she literally gets on and off the bus while other people are leaving it's the beige oh maybe that is why she wears so much beige the beige hides her appearance from getting on and off the bus but brandon's following her all the way home in his chevette and you know all of a sudden just pulls right up in front of her house Andrea is appalled that she can't believe he followed her home. They go into, Andrea goes into panic mode about that Brandon followed her home and explains to him that she uses her grandmother's address in Beverly Hills. Because she's out of district, right? Her house is not in the West Beverly district. It is the best school in the district. And if he would tell anybody, she would get kicked out. He swears, though, that she can trust him because... He just lies about sleeping with girls. Yes. He doesn't lie. I mean, he doesn't uh, lie about where people live and stuff like that. And Andrea is happy that for the first time that she can bring a friend home. And, you know, good on her for bringing a friend home. 
she realized that you just let in the guy that lied about sleeping with somebody and followed you home and followed you home i digress we all we all make good decisions when we're 16 year old girls though yes um so brenda she decides she's gonna be honest with jason on the third date as she should be yeah and she feels pretty confident that when uh when he tells her the last girl he went on three dates with he ended up living with for 11 months um he she feels pretty confident that this relationship is is as serious as she thinks it is and that uh he's going to be fine with the fact that she is nine years younger than him and what we affectionately refer to as jailbait um so he does use the phrase the older i get which as a 25 year old takes you to douche town dude so yes uh she finally admits to him that she's a junior in high school I would like to point out she does say junior in high school. Yes. So the fact that it takes them another two years to get out of school. Yes. Should make people scratch their head and say, did they hold the whole senior class back a yes. year? Yes. Um, so she admits this to him and he threatens to sue her parents. So he says, I should sue your parents, which yes. I'm thinking that's a very, again, douchebag thing to say yes but is that maybe just a beverly hills thing yeah must be i don't know why why because their daughter led you astray i would think that it would really be more you in trouble for continuing to date the said 16 year old but, but he doesn't continue to date her that's true he instead drops her off at home uh as she sobs the whole way home and as she's getting out of the car, he tries to lean in for a little something. Yeah, something. like all of a sudden, like she, I mean, she explains that, you know, that she was going to sleep with him. You know, obviously this meant a whole lot to her and she was going to give up her virginity to him. And I think that kind of like made him go, hmm, maybe I've been a douchebag. And so he does try to kind of comfort her and she gets out of the car and she runs inside and sees her mother and you know, obviously is very overcome with emotion that most 16 year old girls have a lot of that. And, you know, Cindy understands that, you know, yeah, I know something's been going on and I just kind of was trying to let you find your way. Jim tries to come in and intervene, but Cindy just kind of brushes him, brushes off, him off and because he's clueless as usual. Yes. And Brenda says that she's learned her lesson, so she's going to go up and work on her science as she should. And can we talk about the dress she's wearing in this scene? Yes. So we just gave her props for the amazing styling she had when she went out before. But this dress, it's just kind of a black tank dress, mm -hmm. but it has random things hanging off of it, uh, like a Christmas tree almost. Like I feel like my, cat, my cats would go crazy. And just be batting at him the whole time. Charms, charms on things were were very nineties. That's a, I think I had a sweater that had charms on it, so I think it's a, it's just a nineties thing. Did you too wear it on your date to admit to a twenty five year old that you were underage? I did not. I did have a charm bracelet, but I did not ever have charms on my sweaters. No. So, I think it was a Christmas sweater. Now that I'm thinking about it harder. <laughs> You should totally wear that now. I will. I don't think I have it anymore. Nothing I wore when I was 16 fits me anymore. A girl Tragic. Can, a girl can dream, though, can she? She can. So now that both Brenda and Brandon are home, 
They have a heart-to-heart where they both admit that they're still virgins, which I feel like is a super weird thing to talk about with not only your sibling, but your opposite gender sibling. Yes. So, but whatever. I had sisters, so I'm not sure how that relationship dynamic is. Um, Brenda leaves the room, shuts off the light, and Brandon lays down in bed, and he's fully dressed at this point with his shoes still on it's so he can just jump out of bed in the morning but every episode brenda has to fight for him to get out of bed and get ready for school i think this is just one of the another one of those reasons why i was always a dylan girl yeah because i I don't i can't see dylan going to bed fully clothed and i don't see dylan going to bed fully clothed if you know what i mean (laughs) who who does and that is the end of the pilot part two. Yes. Next week, we will finally meet the famous <sighs> Dylan McKay, who set every lady's heart aflutter. Yes. Um, and at this point, do you want to, do you have any recommendations for the week? Anything positive happened this last week that you want to talk about? I survived editing my first podcast. Yay! And now I'm going to tackle episode number two. So I have that going for me. And my recommendation, and I hope you don't think I'm stealing it from you, but I kind of recommended it to you. So I don't really look at it as stealing. But podcast recommendation uh, is Double Love, a Sweet Valley High podcast. Um, if you were like me and Kelly. We read Sweet Valley High books when we were younger, and these two Irish ladies go through each book every week, or every two weeks. With their Irish brogue. And can I tell you, I listened the whole time, and all I could think about was how I wanted to start doing this podcast with with an an accent. An Irish accent? Just any accent. But, you know, we're Midwest. We can't have a Midwest accent. I love when they curse. I love when they are, like... um, insult somebody for their life choices in these books just i i love everything about them they are hilarious um i think it's anna and karen that do this podcast and it is great they're just about on episode like they're only like in the 40s of the episodes um but it's definitely a good listen and a, a good giggle especially if you were about those books when you were a kid and I think that's really my only recommendation. So my recommendation is a show that I binged on Netflix. Uh, it's called In the Dark. And I think it was on the WB network, maybe, or CW or whatever it is at this point. And I didn't watch it when it was on there, but I did binge it on Netflix. And it's about a uh, blind girl who is also a hot mess and a friend of hers is murdered and she tries to find, you know, find out who is responsible for his murder. And there is a super hot dude in it. Like, doesn't even have the right to be that good looking. Is this on Netflix or? It is on Netflix. Okay. So, and I think it's like 11 episodes, but they go by really quickly. I think I watched them in a couple of days. So, um, and the girl, the person who plays the blind girl, I'm not sure what the actress's name is, but her hair is amazing. So, and that's it. I don't have any other recommendations. You have hair envy. I do have hair envy. So that is the end of the podcast. Uh, If you liked it, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, we would appreciate it. Uh, If you don't like it, just go listen to something else. I mean, don't be an asshole. I don't go to your job and give you a bad Yelp review. (laughs) 
and we are getting um, on all platforms. It's just going a little slower than we anticipated. anticipated. Uh, but you can find us on Google Play. You can find us on Spotify and but Anchor FM also if you want to uh, find it there. Hopefully iTunes will get their rear and gear and we'll be there here shortly. And then you'll have two episodes to listen to on iTunes. We also are on Facebook and on Twitter at Donna Martin Graduates Podcast. Yeah. And Donna Martin Graduates Podcast at gmail.com if you want to send us um, glowing reviews or just uh, answer any of our tw- trivia questions or tell me how pretty I am. I mean, that's all I ask for. You're pretty, Kelly. Thank you. You're welcome. So tune in next week where we review episode three, where we finally get to meet my boyfriend, Dylan McKay. Yes. And his overalls. And <laughs> his overalls. Yes. He's ooh on the TLC tip. He is. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.